That's right. That's right. How we do? Yeah. Nah, nah. Uh huh. Uh. With a pop, brace yourself as the ride on top. Close your eyes as you ride. Right out your socks. Don't lose his mind as he grind in the tunnel. Wanna give me the cash he made off his last bundle? Hey! What's up, Raymond? Too much? Not too much. Chillin'. Lampin'. Lampin'. Yep. Went on a little mini vacation, I heard. Yep. Yeah, I went to North Conway. Fam. So that was good, yep. Yep. Good to get some time off of work in the middle of the busy summer and the hottest yeah. day of the year so yeah. far. Oh. Was that yesterday or today? Uh, well, it's 90 today, so it's not the hottest yet, but okay. it's pretty damn hot out. Yeah. Uh, so, we've been mentioning it the last couple of weeks. This fucking Spider-Man console. This, this, this Spider-Man covers console for Spider-Man 2 that's coming out on the PS5. We went on pre-order this morning at 10 a.m. and of course I didn't remember till 10:30. But from everything I hear, it was a shit show from the very beginning. It went live at 10 o'clock and immediately started showing that it was sold out for the covers. So I couldn't get the covers. I did end up getting a controller. Pre-order. Controllers are expensive. They are expensive. Um. So, what did I do, Kevin? What What do you think my next logical step? Do you think I went on eBay and paid three or four times the amount of what those things were worth? I'm going to smack you if you did. Or did you think I bought the PS5 special edition that was still available as you of... The, I would think you would buy the special edition. You're goddamn right I did. And I now have to find a way to sell my old PS5. So, if anybody needs a and PS5, hit me up. So, does this mean you're getting two digital codes? I am getting two digital codes, so if anybody wants a digital code so, of Spider-Man 2, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you can easily package that with the PS5. Yeah, yeah. I'm sell going on to. eBay. I'm going to. Um, Once the new one comes and in. I'm not sure. I mean, the controllers are still available. They haven't sold out yet on the website, so I'm not sure if I should keep it or cancel the controller order because I ordered them separately. I don't know. I'll figure that out later, but it was a shit show. Sony fucked up big time. Making it limited edition, I understand why they did it, but it's it's ridiculous. It's the one thing that I really wanted for the PS5. I waited. I was going to wait to get the PS5 last year, but I decided to get it yep. early. So I had no hesitation to buying the, a new system. I just have to sell my old one. But that's no problem. They're, they're selling pretty hot right now, so that's not, not a big issue. Um, we're at the end of July. This is going to post uh, the end of July... And I forgot to mention Bill Goldberg, the 25th anniversary of him winning the title from Hulk Hogan on Nitro. I want to talk about it a little bit because it's the very first time I watched wrestling. So it happened at the beginning of the month. It was the 25th anniversary. Um, I don't know. We talked about it on the podcast before. I don't know how I found out about it because I wasn't. In, the internet was very, very much in the infancy. So there wasn't much on the internet. Maybe I heard it on the radio. Maybe I saw an ad or something. I don't think you and I were even talking on AIM or, or Instant instant Messenger or anything like that right. at the time. We are talking, what is this, 98? So yeah. I, I only had the internet for, for a couple of years at that point, and it was dial-up. So I don't know where I got the information, why I ended up watching it that night, but I know everybody watched it that night. Um, and it's no notorious for it being a Nitro. 
a big match like this usually is marked up to be on a pay-per-view. Um, for, for, I mean, you're talking Hulk Hogan, who had been the champion for a very long time. He's the biggest heel in the company of WCW. And you have this up-and-coming Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of co carbon copy of Goldberg coming in with his undefeated streak, defeating everyone, and finally getting his shot for the title against Hulk Hogan. And defeats not only Hulk Hogan that night, but Scott Hall, and gets two, he gets the, universe, uh, the uh, United States Championship, and then he wins the world title from Hulk Hogan. And that was the very first night I watched wrestling. I still wish I knew why, why I watched that night, but um, I wanted to bring that up because it was uh, 25th anniversary. We went through the whole entire Attitude Era to get to that kind of that point. I bailed on WCW fairly quickly, but um, I do remember that night. I remember that match. It was an epic night, even though I wasn't invested in any of the characters, besides what I knew from Hulk Hogan, just from the lexicon of, of, of pop culture. But, uh, yeah, it was huge. And then I started watching wrestling back in, in October. So in a couple months, it'll be the actual 25th anniversary of me watching Raw and Nitro. So nice. wanted to bring that up before the end of the month. And also I wanted to bring up this uh, quick question I had. The blockbusters of 2023 so far, we've had a, quite a few. Um, quite, quite a few that we've actually liked, too. Um, versus past years, do you think this has been mostly positive? Like, the, our outtake of these blockbusters that we've had from like we had guardians we've had indiana jones we've had a lot of positive reviews po positive feelings on these movies do you think it's been ver versus past years do you think this has been a positive year it's been better than last year probably and the year before and we're only halfway through yeah and the end game um, year the year so. end game i don't remember what came out in uh 2019 um that was a good year that was a good movie summer yeah, um, but for most of mostly this summer so far I've had some very good blockbusters. Some of them I haven't seen yet. Um, some of them hopefully seeing soon. I haven't seen Oppenheimer, by the way. Um, I just haven't had time to go to the movies this week. But yeah, I, I do want to see it in in uh, RPX in the big theater over here. So hopefully this week I can get to it. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking of that this week. Like, where's twenty twenty three rank as far as summer blockbuster years? Um, I think it's pretty, pretty. We've had some pretty good movies, so I wanted to bring that up. Um, so, with those two things out of the way, let's get into a fat fucks. couple of things of notes skittles and frenches we talked about frenches before they always do these viral things where they want to do either something with their mustard where they want to partner with another company or something with their ketchup they've done before well now they're partnering partnering with skittles to do a mustard flavored skittles limited edition yeah. you have to go on there you have to go on the website sign up for it which by the way i have done I haven't heard back yet and you can win these limited edition mustard flavored skittles i don't know about that I heard something very, very strange this week. Have you ever heard of people putting mustard on watermelon? No. I have. I heard about that this week, and I couldn't believe it. I guess the, the sweet and the salty, or I don't know. Yeah, mustard is not really salty. It's kind of like just just an abrupt flavor. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But if I get them, we'll try them for the. Or I'll try them for the pod. But um, they're very, very limited, and they're just sending them out to a, like a random lottery. So we'll see. 
Um, Dairy Queen. Coming out with a new Blizzard, I think, next month. The Royal Reese's Fluffanutter Blizzard. If you're from the Northeast, you know what a Fluffanutter is. It's a fluff and peanut butter sandwich. I grew up on them. Um, I love Fluffanutters. So, yeah, Dairy Queen's going to have their own uh, Blizzard version of that. They're going to have a... Um, a peanut butter a Reese's Blizzard with a with a marshmallow core filling. Um, yeah, I will be trying that. Also, a couple of months ago, we talked about these uh, Taco Bell doing these uh, quesadillas, um, these grilled cheese dipping tacos. They were doing them in a limited time, and I think in LA back in October. Well, they announced that on. I believe next week, I think it's the end of next week, they're going to release these grilled cheese dipping tacos. Um, and it's going to have a slow braised shredded beef. Um, and it's going to come with either um, creamy jalapeno, it's going to have the shredded beef, creamy jalapeno sauce, and the three cheese blend. And it's going to have a dipping sauce of either nacho cheese or Taco Bell zesty red sauce. I think that's the same sauce that they put on the um, enchiladas and shit like that. Oh like yeah, quesarito. Um, so yeah, we've been talking about that. I know you you were up when you were up um, in Conway, North Conway. You did yep. have burrito tacos this week. Yep, they're very good. Very good. Very um, good. This uh, yeah, I've been wanting to try them. This is probably not the way I should be trying them, but they will be in Taco Bell. I think next week. I heard so August third. Yep, so next weekend. Um, and finally, we were talking a little while about Wild Bills, and I finally got my order in. I tried a few. So far, I tried the cola, the root beer, which I liked a lot. Yeah, um, the root beer is real good. The sarsaparilla, which I did not like a lot, um, and orange cream, which was okay. I like orange, orange cream is Orange cream is a little weird because it's like a creamsicle. Yeah I, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that one. Um, out of all those four, I did like the root beer, but I wanted to try one live on the pod. Um, I got a Dr. Bill's, which is basically a Dr. Pepper. Yep. Um, I also wanted to show off my mug that I got, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a blue mug with a blue straw. Have you uh, used the mug yet? I have used it. It's awesome. It keeps, okay. it, it, yeah, keeps it nice and They're cold. wicked nice. I have, like, three of them. Yep. Um, fuck. Getting fucking flies. Of course, I got a fly in my cup. <laughs> so, oh yeah, it smells like Dr. Pepper. Um, I haven't had Dr. Pepper in a while. I stayed away from caffeine half for a while. Um, and this is, all the Wild Bills is caffeine-free, which is awesome. Um, they do have diet variety, but I don't, I didn't get any diet. I just got the regular, the sample pack that had every flavor, except for the Mojito, I think, was a new one this summer. It also had the, uh, which I'm going to try last, the, um... The, the Brocket Pop one I wanted to try. Oh, nice. The Blue yeah. Raspberry. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's just good. Yep. Tastes like, tastes like Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's good. So, so far. Yeah. It's a good company. I highly recommend them to uh, anyone. Especially, like, their root beers are perfect for root beer floats. Yeah, they are. And they're 12-ounce long. They're long cans. So, they're not they're not the traditional 12-ounce can. So, I like that. It's kind of cool and neat. Yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, I highly recommend Wild Bills. Um, so far, Root Beer and Dr. Bills. Did you uh, get a uh, ginger ale in it? Yeah, I got ginger ale. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to save these to just do one a week for the pod. But Yeah, I've got, their ginger uh, ale's fucking... I love their ginger ale. I've got black cherry. I've got strawberry. Black cherry's good. Strawberry cream. Never tried that. Grape. 
vanilla cream, which is probably a cream soda, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do have a ginger ale. Nice. Um, uh, Birch beer, which is like a root beer, but it's uh, clear. And yep. the rocket and the rocket pop. That's what I got left. So, yeah, I'm going to save the rocket pop for last, probably towards the end of the summer. Um, awesome. I, I don't want to try that. That's a limited time one, too, right? So if I do like it, maybe I should order more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll look into I, that. I yeah. assume, I, th I think it was announced this summer, so they'll probably keep it on. I don't think it's going to be, like, taken off anytime soon. Because hmm. they keep adding flavors. They don't take any off, it seems. Yeah, I like these mugs that they're double insulated. Yep. That's really cool. Um, this tastes more like Dr. Uh, Mr. Pibb than uh, yeah. uh, Dr. Pepper. Yep. Which I like, I like Mr. Pibb. I always liked it better than Dr. Pepper, too, so... Very cool. Um, what we watched this week, I ended up finishing Secret Invasion. Like I mentioned, I haven't watched, I haven't watched Oppenheimer. Um, hopefully this week, I was going to try to go today, but I just did not feel like going for four hours to the movies. So yep. um, I did finish Secret Invasion. Did not hit the landing like I probably pretty much everyone expected. Um, I watched episode five first. Episode 5, the one thing that they introduce is during Endgame, somehow Nick Fury went into the battle at the end and stole all of the Avengers, every superhero and villain's DNA. And that's what Gravix and the Skrulls, the bad Skrulls, are looking for. They're trying to make the super ultra super Skrull. And episode 6, that happens. Um, there's also a quick cameo in episode 5 from Black Widow's partner in the movie. Um... Um, he's the guy, he has no powers, he's kind of uh, behind the scenes, he's in a couple of scenes, I don't remember him much in the movie, but he little, had a little quick cameo um, with Nick Fury in this in an airplane. Um, so season 6, uh, episode 6, the finale, um, they introduce this DNA, Nick Fury is holding on to it and he gives it to Gravix, you think, you think it's him, but it's not actually him, it was uh, Amelia Clark, her character, Gaia. Um, she's, she's disguised as Nick Fury to infiltrate Gravix's compound, and they end up getting this Super Scroll Serum together. Now, like I mentioned, the Super Scroll Serum that has all of the Avengers' DNA in it, it's like the Super Scroll's on fucking crack. And you can only, they can only, by the looks of it, do four powers at a time. But it has every single superhero that's been on the, in the MCU so far, including Captain Marvel. So Amelia Clark automatically becomes the most powerful mutant superpowered person in the MCU by far. She has the power at one point to be Captain Marvel. She has the power to be Hulk. She has there's this weird scene where she has where she has Drax's arm and she's flexing it. Looks so weird, so out of place. She also has Mantis's power, where she can control minds. She puts Gravix to sleep, makes him crash. Um, and of course, they have Groot's power. She she has um, Ghost powers, so she from Ant Man and the Wasp, so she can go through walls. It's very, very, very strange that this is an overpowered character in the end of a very shitty show. Which should have been a movie, although I don't even think it should have been a movie. I think they should have done this way differently. I've talked about it before. It should have been a Avengers movie rather than this weird Nick Fury-led piece that was just just went nowhere. Um, at the end of the episode, the president issues a warning to all alien species to get off the planet or they will be killed. Um, which sends, I'm, I'm guessing, sends us into 
the next Captain America movie or Thunderbolts. I don't know. There's gonna no, be isn't a lot it, of this is tying right into the Marvels, right? Well, yeah. There's three. There's three tie-ins that it's gonna lead into. It's gonna be Thunderbolts, Captain America, and the Marvels. The direct lead-up is the Marvels because Nick Fury goes to space with his wife. Spoiler. Well, by the way, this is all fucking spoilers. Um. And the setup is also the Kree and the Skrulls are going to have a treaty. In the Mar- and that's what it sounds like in the Marvels. That's what Nick Fury is trying to set up. Um, and, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, the casual fan versus the MCU fan service for this show. I, I, I don't... I, I can see why the casual fan wouldn't give a shit about this. The MCU fans barely give a, give a shit about it. And that's me. I'm probably one of the biggest in the world. Um, and just the long, long-term story arcs of what they're doing right now are not, it's not working. It worked in the first, in the first saga, but for now, it's just so much going on. You know, this show did not know what it wanted to be. Um, and it lacked connectivity, which the beginning of this whole entire MCU thing had a lot of connectivity from the very beginning. The very first five movies led up to a lot of things going forward. Um... It just lacked that event connectivity stuff that we, we, we grew to love in the MCU in the beginning. Um, and I'm hoping that Bob Iger may ring it in, but I don't know, because Kevin Feige is still putting this shit out, so I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a weird time to be a, a comic book fan, a, a Marvel movie fan, even a DC fan, but there's a little bit of a silver lining as far as that's concerned. But So yeah, it was okay. Um, if I were to give it a score, it'd probably be right down the middle. It's not rewatchable. Um, the only way I'd rewatchable rewatch it if it was cut cut into like an hour, maybe hour and a half movie. Um, but I at this point I wouldn't even care about that. So, um, so yeah, the Marvels coming soon. <laughs> nice setup to that. Um, I I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I continued the Mission Mission Impossible watch. I did watch uh, Rogue Nation, the f- sixth movie, fifth movie. I don't remember which one it was. Um, uh, it was fifth, I believe. Fifth. Okay, um, it was good. I still like the third one the best so far. Um, I did start watching Fallout. I haven't finished it yet. Um, I like the stakes that this this movie had, um, the nuclear stakes that are showing up in Fallout as well. I started watching a little bit of it. Um, so you're getting closer to closer. I know this movie's probably gonna be on digital fairly soon because it's not doing too well in the theaters. So looking forward to that. Um, also. Um, I watched They Clone Tyrone. Did you end up watching that on Netflix? No, I haven't. I was on vacation. That's right. Um, streaming. We'll do a f- full review next week, but I did finish it today. It's a fucking awesome movie. Um, starts, uh, stars, um, di- um, John Boyega, Finn from Star Wars, Attack the Block. Um, Attack the Block's the first thing I ever saw him in, and this is a lot of, a lot of weird feelings. It kind of feels like that movie where it's a weird sci-fi in the ghetto type of movie. This movie is crazy. It's very original. Um, it's him, Jamie Foxx. Um, I can't remember her name, but Monica Rambeau from uh, WandaVision. Um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's in it for a quick scene. Um, he's a quick character in, the, in there. Um, very good. It's about this uh, guy who is in the ghetto, and I'm not really sure where he's at, but some shady sci-fi shit going on underground and uh and yeah you can guess from the title they clone tyrone so it has to do with cloning um has to do with uh cloning and and reminded me a lot of the feeling of like get out that black um the black uh 
not whitey going against black people, but but kind of that um, racism shit going on underground. Um, very good. So I recommend that. It's on Netflix right now. Um, and you wanted to bring up uh, Van Damme. Yeah, we were talking uh, action movies last week, and yep. I was trying to think of what Van Damme movies I'd put in my top ten. And um, I hadn't seen Sudden Death in a while. Did you ever see Sudden Death? Mm-mm. It's uh, basically Wish.com's version of Die Hard okay. with Van Damme. Um, it takes place during Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and there's terrorists that have put a bunch of C4 around the building, blah, 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 and Van Damme is the only one that can stop them, and he's just Van Damme, Van Damming the entire time. <laughs> um, it was the first Van Damme movie I saw in theaters. came out in 95, I believe. Okay. Um, so we were, what, like 12, 13? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just it's very fun. Um, there's a lot of Hollywood Hollywooding movies uh, moments. Like, um, at one point, he enters the game as a goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> um, but it's just fun. Um, I highly recommend you watch it at some point. I can get it to you. Um, but it's just fun 90s, like Van Damme, when he was... I believe this is one of the movies he was doing to fund his cocaine habit um, at the time. Um and one of the last few good movies he was in before he started doing straight to uh, DVD uh, stuff yeah, or VHS yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a fun movie. There's a ton of people in it. Um, uh, Booth, what the hell's that guy's name? But he's the bad guy. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's a good time. It's a good romp. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so um, I would recommend watching it if I was you. The first movie I saw with him, well, besides uh, Street Fighter, right? he was in Street yep. Fighter. He played uh, what's his name, Guile. Um, Guile. Oh yeah, that was that was probably the first movie I saw with him in the theater. This is the first R-rated movie though with him in the theater. This came out the next year. The uh, movie I saw with him in the theater, I think the only movie I've ever seen with him in the theater was um, Double. It was a Deep Impact, Double Impact with him and Rodman. Yes. I saw that in the theater. One okay. of those dollar Did, shows back in the order. day. I wonder if you saw it with me. I think no, I saw it was it up. It was up. No, it was up okay. north. I saw it. Last okay, yeah, I probably saw it with Dusty then. Yeah, I um, saw that. I saw that in Flubber the same day. <laughs> double feature. Interesting double feature. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, but I do remember seeing that movie. Um, I was like probably '96. I'm guessing it was right during Rodman's uh, acting yep. weird green hair phase. But yeah, he's still he's still fucking weird. But it was weird then too. Um, I did finish the DC documentary that came out on HBO Max. Max. Um, is very very good. Uh, three yeah, episodes, hour long episodes. First one tackled the beginning, the beginnings of DC from the very very beginning, even before Superman, and to the point where they they got Sh- uh, Shulster and uh, and uh, what's his name to do Superman, and and how that turned into the serials and the cartoon ended up uh, going into um, George Reeves Superman TV show. And then they started tackling into the next episode was the movie adaptations with Superman and uh, all the Superman movies and then Batman movies. Um, talked a lot about the 90s comics at the time. Um, public depiction versus the corporate view on comics where they're kind of looked down upon uh, for, for raising children wrong. Um, um, resistance to trust the, the source material in the 90s. Um, making money versus... Um, Quality versus quantity, I guess. Uh, making the money versus the quality. Um, we talk about that a lot now. Um, how that turned around, but um, also 
mentioned uh, Kingdom Come, which I know you got the new, uh, not the yep. Omnibus, but the, the, the deluxe absolute. version of that. Yeah. yeah, the Absolute with Alex Ross. It looks awesome. I haven't read that comic book. I want to get into it. I think I may get the same thing you got because um, yeah. I do like their Absolute editions. Um, episode 3 talked a lot about the movie character revolution starting with the Dark Knight um, how that movie changed and Batman Begins as well but Dark Knight was just the Joker and talking about that I've always talked about how the Joker he's like the Joker is amazing changed the way movies were made after that how dark they became um, even the MCU kind of kind of went light but they were still on that dark reality based uh, you know superhero um, DC moving to LA from from being in New York for the very for the longest time uh, because Hollywood being the new home for DC because of the, because of what they were doing with Snyder, um, talked a little about about the Snyderverse. Not a lot. I, I understand why um, they didn't really talk about Gunn's future too much, but they talked about the future of DC. I know uh, I know the Rock didn't. I, everybody did an interview. That's what was great about this. There was a lot of interviews, a lot of archival yep. footage, a lot of great stuff. Um, old interviews. It was it was amazing. Uh, recommended if you're a fan of comic books, if you're a fan of uh, documentaries. It's just great to learn the history of something like this, and um, very, very straightforward. A lot of a lot of work went into this, you can tell, um, and it was edited very, very well. So recommend that highly. Um, and with that being said, let's get into the news. And it's not a news segment without the trailer roundup. Uh, a couple of trailers we want to talk about: Gen V. This boy spinoff had a uh, tra- uh, had a trailer come out this week. Um, it's gonna release uh, in a couple months uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. Can't wait for this. Looks good. Uh, gonna have a few characters from the boys come on there um, as cameos. So that'll be nice. Um, it's gonna be set like a uh, Xavier School for Gifted Children. It's kind of what it's looking like it's going to be. So I can't wait for that. Um, the Ex- Exorcist Believer. Uh, I. Cannot watch The Exorcist. I probably never <laughs> will watch The Exorcist. It's it's way too it's way too um, cerebral for me. Um, but the trailer is a this movie is a direct. You've seen this Exorcist, I'm sure, right, Kevin? Yeah, you, you must. Yeah. have. this is a direct sequel to the first one. I'm guessing. Yep. Fifty years later, I know. Um, what's her name is coming back to plays um, uh, her mother. Um, yeah. After Regan's mother, after fifty years, she's coming back in this because there's a new set of girls that are being possessed, um, and yeah, I don't have any interest in this because I don't want to be having nightmares because something like this will definitely give me nightmares and make me think way too much. Um, but do you like movies like that? I know you said you like um, you don't like haunted I don't, stuff. And I do like the first Exorcist. Okay. Uh, it's a classic. So yeah. Um, I'll probably see this in theaters. You're more you're more of a fan of the gore and the. Uh, I'm more of, of a slasher fan. Slasher yeah. slasher fan, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last trailer that came out a couple days ago yesterday was the only murders in the building trailer season three. Show comes out in a couple weeks. I think next week or the week after. Um, it's got Paul Rudd joining the cast. Meryl Streep. It looks good. I like the fir- first two seasons of the show. I've been recommending it. It's a, it's a great show. It's on Hulu uh, in a couple weeks, so it's worth watching. Um, so let's get into the news. Uh, Barb- Barbieheimer, it won, it won the whole entire weekend last weekend. Yep. Um, it scored $155 million for the biggest 2023 opening as Barbie. Um, biggest ever for a female director. Um, Oppenheimer had another $80.5 million, Christopher Nolan's best non-Batman opening. 
Uh, biggest R-rated opening since the Joker movie. Um, and it had uh, $182 million overseas for Barbie and $93 million for Oppenheimer. Combined, it had $302 million box office weekend. The fourth biggest ever and the best since Avengers Endgame is best since the pandemic. So it was a pretty big weekend last weekend in the movies. Um, I know you went. You said there. You said they were pretty pretty busy. I know we talked about the theaters yep. being sold out all weekend. Um, it was it was a big movie movie, movie weekend. Um, I, I want to see Oppenheimer. I want to see Barbie too, but I don't know if I want to go to the theater and actually see it. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that I respect as far as reviewers just say it's a great movie so i'll have to wait and see um the imax theaters that uh christopher nolan had had said that everybody's gonna see this on imax the 70 million 70 millimeter imax screens are only in 19 u.s theaters um the th that just the, the the thing is so big the reel for this thing that they cannot there's a lot of movie theaters that just aren't fitted for this for this technology yet um for something, especially on film, when everything is digital, um, and for for it being on film, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of theaters that are doing film. IMAX is one of them, but yep. um, this format is huge. And, and it takes it? Uh, takes two people to run the projectors for these uh, IMAX 70 millimeter films. I just actually listened to an interview with the people that basically came up with and revolutionized the uh, IMAX experience, and they went through a whole bunch of stuff that's on this week's Real Blend. If yes. you want to take a listen. Um, very, very interesting stuff um, about how they got into it. Um, one of them was a film school person and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, just it's it's a, a lot goes into just w to the theater showing an IMAX and that size print. Because, like you said, with most stuff being digital now, this is still on film. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, from what I heard, there were a lot of um, – they had a lot of problems with this too because the film is so long – there's a lot of screenings that either didn't finish or had to stop in the middle because the reel was so long. It was either overheating yep. or something. I couldn't remember what I heard about it. But um, Oppenheimer box office opening is bigger than Inception and Interstellar, but not Batman. It was the third highest for uh, it was the third highest for for Nolan, but the Batman movies were obviously higher. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Um, so last weekend was San, Di San Diego Comic-Con. We talked about it a little bit last week because a couple of things that came out before we recorded, but um, not a lot of news. We already knew that going in with the, with the strikes going on. A um, couple of things I wanted to bring up. Um, Mortal Kombat 1, this new reboot that they're doing of Mortal Kombat. They're going to bring in Homelander, Peacemaker, Omni-Man from um, Invincible, and... Uh, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. I like how Mortal Kombat does that. They bring in characters from yep. other franchises. That's really cool for uh, DLC. Um, Invinci Invincible, you've seen Invincible, right? I know you've oh, yeah. to watch it. You need to watch it. Um, season two premieres on November third, uh, so I got a little while to catch up on it. So I'll have no problem doing that. Um, John Wick prequel series, The Continental, will premiere on September twenty second. A three episode premiere arc for that. Um, not a lot of three episodes. It's kind of weird, but um, series. But that'd be cool. Give me on Peacock. Um, DC Comics announces Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Interesting. Um, they also announced the uh, Crisis on Inf Infinite Earths uh, movie cartoon. They're going to adapt that, and they're also going to adapt the Watchmen into yep. an animated movie. Um, very cool. Um, also debuted uh, Disney, Marvel, debuted X-Men 97 footage. They say the footage looks fantastic. 
Um, they they keep the same the same um, aesthetic from the '90s, but they bring it in with a newer animation, crisper animation compared to what it was back in the day. Um, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that too. Um, and they talked a little bit about our, uh, Star Wars Outlaws, the new uh, RPG game that's coming out. Um, and they talked about how you can bre- you can either work for Jabba the Hutt or you can betray him. Um, so this movie seems like it's set um, somewhere between uh, the first and second trilogy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that, um, with Jabba the Hutt being a part of it. Um, but yeah, I put a picture of Hall H there. It was completely empty. Yeah. It's very, very weird. Very weird um, with all these strikes going on. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for Comic-Con. Uh, it sucks. Hopefully next year everything is kind of straightened out and we get some big news of the stuff that they've been holding back this year. Um, also last week, forgot to mention, forgot to put it in the notes, um, it was before Comic-Con, the rumor came out that um, Skylar Gazondo, who was also... He was in the he's in the Righteous Gemstone, but he's also in Psych. He played yep. really young Sean Spencer. And uh, Vacation. Yeah, the Vacation. Yeah, Helms Vacation movie. Yep. yep. And um, the rumor is that he's going to be playing Jimmy Olsen in Superman Legacy. I think that's a very yep. good casting. Um, I think he should be a young actor, early twenties. I think that would be great. Um, yeah, uh, he wasn't my favorite Sean Spencer, the young. No, Sean. he was the weird looking Sean. He was the weird one, but. He was in. I think he may have been in there the longest, um, as far as uh, the yeah. flashbacks were concerned. So. I always like the uh, the one from the first and second. I think he did the me first too. two seasons. That's my favorite, Young Sean. Yep, and the very and the pilot had a uh, one off too. I think maybe maybe only once or twice that the first one was in there. Yeah. Um, a creator over at Disney. They are they are closing down the Galactic Star Cruiser. I think in September. Um, the big Star Wars um, motel event that they did two two day event thing you had to pay five thousand dollars a day or, or uh, to go to. Um, kind of briefly mentioned that something will happen to the Star Cruiser. They're not going to completely close it down. Wouldn't reveal what it is, of course, because it still has some time. But um, yeah, it kind of sucks because it was expensive. It, it kind of would have been cool to see. Um, sucks we won't see it in that iteration, but we may see it in some sort of an other ride or some sort of a um, something restaurant. Who knows? I don't know what they would do with that, but um, um, I do want to see. I want to go to Star Wars Land. I want to go to Galaxy's Edge, so it'd be really cool. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the animated series from 1987, is coming to Nickelodeon. Um, I grew up on that show. I'm sure you did too, and the action figures yep. and all that. Um, so that's really pretty cool, and also um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, which comes out I think next week, next Friday, is getting a sequel and a Paramount Pro- uh, Paramount Plus spinoff series. Um, it's getting a lot of good reviews. Um, also, I heard that the Vanilla Ice uh, Ninja Rap, which is awesome from the from Secret of the Ooze, is going to be uh, part of the movie as well. Oh, nice. Um, and I know Seth Rogen, he's, he's a fan just like we are. He grew up during that time, so hopefully he does it justice. Does the cartoons and the movies justice? We'll see. Um, the animation's kind of strange, but it's that type of, uh, we talked about before, the ripoff of, uh, of the Spider-Verse movies type of animation. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how the reviews keep turning out for that. Also, Microsoft is creating a um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem-themed pizza-scented Xbox controller. I actually just watched before we came on today. And I think IGN had posted a behind-the-scenes of how this thing works. It's like an oil they put in this top thing. 
Um, and it's huh. an infuser, and you can actually smell the smell the scent of pizza. It's kind of weird. Sounds awful. It does. It's weird. It's very weird. But the controller has uh, graffiti like uh, coming from the uh, sewers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's a little pizza in the back, and that pizza is where the scent comes from. You put the infuser oil in there, and it, and it warms up with some batteries, uh, keeps it heated. So it's very very strange, but. If you're that much into uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, go ahead, buy that. It's going to be on Microsoft or Xbox controller. So, um, saw this poster for Dumb Money. Um, this movie, I can't wait. Uh, it's all about the uh, the GameStop conspiracy stuff that happened with Reddit and how all they fucked with the stocks. Um, it's got Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, Vincent D'Onofrio, American Ferrara, Nick Offerman, um, Seth Rogen. So, yeah, Sebastian Stan looks good. It comes out on September 22nd. Um... Call of Duty Season 5. I know you are I know you play Call of Duty. Yep. Um, Nicki Minaj, Snoop Dogg, and 21 Savage are all going to be characters, um, part of this game where you can use them as characters or shoot them um, if you're into that. I don't know. I don't play that game, so I don't know. Um, broken last night that Daniel Dan, Donna, Donald Glover and his brother Steven are to write Lando the series at Disney+. Plus. Um, the original writer exited, so they're coming in to write the series. Um, I don't know if I was looking forward to a Lando series. I know he was pretty good in the uh, Han Solo movie. I I am now that he's writing it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could that could be it. Could be the case that it might be better that way. Um, I I yeah, he did a very good job portraying um, Billy D. Billy D. Williams. Um, yeah. So yeah, I uh, want we'll to wait and see how that turns out. Um, Fantastic Four, Adam Driver reportedly did pass on the uh, on the uh, Fantastic Four Reed Richards character. Um, very early on, I read, um, he passed on uh, failing to connect with the screenplay is what the excuse they gave in this report. Um, but yeah, it looked like he was locked in. It looked like Marco Robbie was also locked in. But it seems like everyone that was rumored a while ago has dropped out at this point. I know we had mentioned the guy who plays um, Richie on the Bears should be the thing, so I hope they go forward with that yeah. after the after the strikes are over because that would be amazing. Um, it would be incredible, actually. Um, so I hope that happens. Um, also saw this mentioned today on, I think it was New York Post, that um, Tina Fey could take over Saturday Night Live from Nor- Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels has been on Saturday Night Live for almost 50 years. I think the 50th anniversary comes out either next year or the year after. Um, I know the 40th anniversary show was pretty fucking amazing. It had all the characters, all the actors from Saturday Night Live that were ever on the show come back and do sketches and stuff. It was very, very cool. Um, I know they did a Jeopardy sketch with Norm MacDonald coming back, one of his last uh, public performances. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Tina Fey doing a real-life 30 Rock (laughs) taking over Saturday Night Live would be pretty cool. Um, I don't know who else would, would fill Lauren's, Lauren's shoes on that show. He's been producing it for so long. Um, he's had a good track record, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, there's a movie coming out um, starring Anthony Hopkins called One Life. Um, he's going to be portraying a character named Sir Nicholas Wilton, who is a real real person. He was a British, um, they call him the British Schindler, like from Schindler's List. Um, he helped save uh, hundreds of Jewish children from the Nazis in the eve of World War II. The only reason I remember this is I saw this viral clip a few years ago of this man sitting in an audience watching a documentary. Of, I think it was either a documentary about his life or something. And he was surrounded by a whole bunch of people. 
And they pan out, and they soon to find out that the theater that he was sitting in were all the people that he saved, the Jew Jewish children that he saved from the Nazis in World War II. A very emotional video. It went viral like five years ago, six years ago. Um, and this man uh, who uh, um, who he's playing, who uh, Anthony Hopkins is playing, um, this movie is based off that, and being in the theater and, and seeing this happen. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Um Hunt down that video. I can't. I can't remember what it's called, but um, the man's name is Nicholas Wilton. So maybe look that up and see um, see this video of him being in the movie theater and being surrounded by all the people that he helped during World War II. Very cool. Um, also, this week we've been talking about it quite a bit because we can't wait for this movie. But they released the first look of all the characters of the Von Erichs from the Iron Claw movie. Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White um, in theaters on December twenty second. Um, I gotta tell you, Zac Efron looks fucking jacked, but so does what's his name, Anthony, um, uh, Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. Um, they look they look great as the Von Erichs, and I I can't wait to see where this movie goes. Um, I, it's probably by the end. You said of the December twenty second. Yep, December twenty second. Yep, perfect time. So looking forward to that. Hot Toys coming out with a Peter Parker black black suit Spider Man from Spider Man Two. Um, action figure looks awesome. I'm going to hopefully pre-order that. Um, comes with a symbiote um, exclusive uh, transformation mask with a symbiote taking over his head with the Spider-Man costume underneath. Um, comes with iron. It comes with the iron Spider-Man claws taking over by the tendrils. Um, it looks amazing. It looks awesome. Um, Insomniac Games also rumored to be developing a Vi uh, Venom spin-off series movies, uh, movies, video games from the Spider-Man 2 game. Um, so that'd be awesome. I don't know. We'll have to wait to see where the where the uh, where the game goes, where the story goes. But I know Harry is confirmed to be the new Venom, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, Hulk Hogan. We talk a lot about Hulk Hogan every once in a while. We bring up some crazy shit that he's done in the past, but he's marrying uh, for the third time um, and engaged to a yoga instructor, Sky Daly. She's forty five years old. I think he's seventy. Um, congratulations to Hulk Hogan. You don't hear about Linda Hogan anymore. She left nope. uh, pretty quick, took the money and ran. Don't blame her. Um, Tupac's uh, Crown Ring sold for $1 million, making it the most valuable hip-hop artifact ever sold at auction. Come to find out, it was Drake who bought it. Um, he's wearing it, showing it off on inst on uh, Instagram. So, uh, yeah, $1 million for a ring that Tupac wore. That's fucking crazy. Um mm -hmm. Righteous Gemstones. You ever watched Righteous Gemstones? I watched no, part I of not. the. I watched part of the first season. Very funny. Danny McBride, of course. That's on HBO. He did um, um, Eastbound and Down. He's great in that yep. show. Uh, so I want to get into it, but it did get renewed for season four, after breaking HBO records for season three being the highest. I think the highest watched comedy or highest watched for the series. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. 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 I might try to get into that show. Uh, it's on HBO. Um, also, Ryan Reynolds bringing back Alf. Um, I was gonna try to do a, a Ralph, uh, an, uh, Ralph, oh my God, an Alf retrospective this week, but I didn't get to it. Um, but yeah, he's bringing back in little shorts. Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be aired as little commercials. He's gonna be producing it with his company, you know, Maximum Effort. Um, he he and uh, stuff. he and Seth Rogen are doing what we would do if we had the money and yep, exactly. and the uh, power to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um, Loki season two came out with a poster today. Uh, it's going to be the reason it came out today because it's a hundred thousand minutes until until Loki season two premieres in October on the sixth. 
I am looking forward to that. I hope they don't fuck it up because the first season was very good. Um, I love the time travel fuckery. I, I love I love where that first season went. I love the week to week mystery of it too, where it was kind of teasing teasing things to the fans. A lot of a lot of nods to uh, Loki lore, so I can't wait for that. Um, saw today AEW filed a trademark for AEW Plus um, uh, for the trade for the patent and trademark office trademark offices. Um, it's uh, saying that it's going to be streaming our professional wrestling entertainment video material on the internet. So I've been uh, I haven't watched AEW because I don't have any cable services and I don't like the uh, USA app or the TNT app. So I don't use use your credentials or your dad's credentials. Yeah. For that. Can Can I just tell you something uh, about streaming? Hmm. The uh, of course we were just talking about how I was on vacation and. Um, they have Wi-Fi now in the condo, which is a nice touch, but it's nice. not very good. Yeah. So, like, at night, I'd have to watch, like, real TV like it was, like, 2006 again. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It was fucking awful. But the good news is, two nights ago, they were doing a marathon of Back to the Future. So I was able to watch movies I probably oh, nice. would have thrown on anyways when I was at home. Um, but it was really, like, my nephew, who's four, three and a half, four was very confused as to why he could not just watch whatever TV show he wanted to at the time because yeah. it's all he's ever known. Like, yeah. he wanted to... He's a big fan of uh, Paw Patrol. And he kept, like... He was, like, throwing tantrums because he couldn't watch Paw Patrol because the iPad didn't have the Wi-Fi strengths big enough for him to. So it became a whole issue with him at night. Um, and how lucky we are to have... Basically be able to pick and choose what we want to watch whenever we want to watch it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, something that we take for granted now, but... It was like I was transported back to like the early 2000s, the last couple of days, without were, those options. You were a caveman, Kevin. And then oh like last night, last night I watched uh, fucking Titanic. Oh my god! And and South Park was on a marathon, so I watched that. Those were the days. You just turn on the TV. Oh my god! Those and had to try to find had, something. Oh my god! That's before it's we awful. had the. That's before we had DVRs. Before all that yep. shit. That's crazy. Um. Nicholas Cage finally commented on his uh, Superman cameo in The Flash. Um, speaking with USA Today, he said um, he said that he uh, he enjoyed it. But if you were looking to uh, see what his character would have looked like in uh, in that movie from the '90s, um, look at his performance in City of Angels. He was kind of in that in that mood at the time. Um, he was kind of in that alien alien other otherness, playing that angel character in that movie. So he kind of he kind of uh, he kind of liked it by the sound of it. So uh, he also sounded like he 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 missed the opportunity. What it sounded like. So yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen this this week, but this whistleblower of the UFOs um, testified in Congress that the the U.S. government has possession of non-human crafts. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. that this week. Oh I yeah, mean, it's everywhere. Bar- Barstool's been covering it. Yeah, Barstool's like everybody's covering it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know your stance on aliens uh, or anything oh, like there. that. Yeah, I think they're out there too. I mean, if you, you're very naive if you think the Earth is the only place where there's life on this whole entire galaxy universe. Yep. Um, whether they're that unique in, in technology and, and advanced in technology, I don't know the case of that and whether they would they would be circling around us and all that shit. But if they've been here millions and millions of years longer than we have in this whole entire universe, then maybe they could get to Earth. Maybe they could be spying on us and and uh, being that third eye watching us around the corner. Who knows? But um, 
Yeah, the, the Pentagon denied the claims. This guy went on the stand under oath and pretty much said that UFOs are real. Um, and they've been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s. So, hmm, very, very interesting. Um, we'll see where, we'll see where that goes with the deniability of the government, which you can't trust either. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm going to get into some problematic news. Uh, Kevin Spacey has been found not guilty of all nine six, uh, sex offenses. Um, he went to trial in London. He also went to trial in America. He was off, he got off on that as well. So um, I don't know if he'll have a comeback or not. It's probably so bad on him. He got canceled for no reason. Well, the court found it found him not guilty. They said the evidence wasn't there. Um, right. So it could have still happened, but I mean, yeah. Under under court law, you, you're innocent. So. Yep. Um. Danny Elfman. I forgot to add this to the notes last week. He also is coming under scrutiny right now. Danny Elfman, of course, the conductor who's done a lot of... He's probably number two behind um, John Williams right now. Done a lot of movies. Um, he paid $800,000 to settle a sexual harassment allegation five years ago. Um, and he stopped paying this woman, um, I think, two months and two months and one, one in 2019, one in 2020, or 2020, 2020, I can't remember. Um... So the woman decided to sue him for the payments that he missed. So um, this brought him into the into the line, brought this all into the limelight. It was an article done by Rolling Stone, um, and yeah, he's he's kind of been looked at as a creep. And uh, I can't remember some of the allegations, but it was some creepy shit that was going on where he was where he was doing some nasty shit in front of her and all all, all that type of uh, weird shit. So. Danny Elfman, another one added to the list. Also, Jonah Hill mentioned it last week. I forgot to get the notes together, but I got some notes today. Um, him and his girlfriend, they uh, had a very uh, emotional, abusive um, relationship as far as she's concerned. Um, and he would not allow her to post any sexual pictures or anything that would make him look bad. Um, he's very being very controlling and everybody is going against him. Um, the text pretty much said... Um, if you need to do any of these things, you're not the right partner for me. Um, post sexual pictures, post, pic post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, model, um, surfing with men. I and mean, he's very controlling by the sound of it. Um, and of course, when you start having these allegations coming out, actors and other people start coming out talking about how much of an asshole this guy is. Um, Jay Burrishell, we talk about him quite a bit on the pod. Um, and Miss it, he didn't like Jonah Hill when they filmed This is the End. Um, it wasn't just acting. I know in the movie they kind of joked about it, but it wasn't just acting, he says. Um, also, there's an interview with Seth Rogen on Hot, on, uh, Hot Ones where he talked about um, they are asked who is the one person in Hollywood that is an asshole, and he had no hesitation saying it was Jonah Hill. So, <laughs> so yeah, Jonah Hill, I've, I've heard in the past that he's very much an asshole. Um, he won't sign autographs. He won't sign autographs. He won't talk to fans. He won't. He won't sh he's kind of very... Um, very, uh, very much of an asshole into like into himself uh, mostly. Um, a lot of a lot of actors are, but I guess him him is to the ninth level. So, um, so yeah, today finally in news. Um, with the strikes going on, everything is going to be pushed back. This is just the beginning of it. Sony decided to pull the gun and start it. 
Beyond the Spider-Verse taking off a Sony's release calendar as uh, strikes delay Craven and the Ghostbusters sequel to 2024. The Ghostbusters sequel is supposed to come out this year at Christmas. Now it's coming out next Easter. It's taking the spot that um, Beyond the Spider-Verse had. Uh, it's coming out March 29th of next year. Um, Dakota Johnson's uh, Madam Web is coming out two days early on Valentine's Day. Venom 3 received a date of July, 20, uh, July 12th of next year, 2024, so a year from now. And Bad Boys 4 is coming out June 14th of 2024. Um, and Sony delayed the, the release of Craven the Hunter from October 6th to August 30th, next summer, Labor Day weekend. So it got so, moved almost a year. Yep, it got moved almost a year. Um, Damn. Yeah, it was coming out in October, so that's yeah, too bad. Um, we knew it was going to happen. Sony was the first to pull the gun, pull the trigger, so... We'll expect some more news coming out in the coming weeks. Uh, maybe a date from... They said Beyond the Spider-Verse will have a date soon. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with that as far as the animation is concerned. And they can't... And they, no animation... No animating... No, no voices of animation can go in and do anything right now. So they're kind of fucked. They can't do anything. Um, so yeah, that's it for news. And that's it for the show. Next week, um, we're going to cover our show and tell segment for the month. Um, I didn't get into Twisted Metal yet. I don't know if you have yet or not. Um, not I do yet. want to watch it. It's on Peacock. I'm going to try to watch it this weekend. Bro, I've been stuck in 2006 for the last three days. Oh, what a travesty. <laughs> what a travesty. My, my iPad wouldn't even connect to the goddamn Wi-Fi. My oh. phone would. My iPad wasn't. You know what you need? You need one of those hotspot things. Those. Uh, I do, but I would use it, what, like once every three years? Yeah. You can use your phone as a hotspot, too. I you could. Can, you, you connect the Apple TV But the, the service itself is not that uh, good up there for phones oh, yeah. in general. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because so, yeah. you're up in um, the mountains. So next month, the month of August, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem comes out on the 4th. Only Murders in the Building comes out on the 8th, the new series, uh, episode one episode a week. Um, August 18th, you got two movies coming out the same weekend that I want to see. Blue Beetle, of course. Yeah. And Strays, the movie with Will I really Ferrell. want to see both those. Yeah. Yep. Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx doing Voices of Dogs, R-rated comedy. Um, all for our R-rated comedies coming that's, back. Uh, that's one, though, I won't be mad if I have to wait two months yeah. to watch it streaming, because uh, it's a comedy. You don't really need to see a comedy on the big screen. Um, I've had I've had a lot of so, great I've had a lot of great movie experiences opening night for comedies. Yes, with, with but, fans with the fans of comedians seeing. But them. that's when there's depending on how the theaters are doing. Right now they're not yeah, doing great, so we might go great. in there. There might be like six people in the theater. Maybe you and I. <laughs> yeah, like it's same thing. Same thing with horror movies. It's yeah. the same thing where there's a crowd. It's such a great experience in theater, but when there isn't, it's almost like well, I could have waited for this. I remember I went to a midnight showing of uh, Superbad and yep. um, Pineapple Express. And I just remember the laughs of everybody because we're all oh, there yeah. for the same reason. We all love Seth Rogen in those movies. So. Yep. Um, Ahsoka comes out on the 23rd. I can't wait for that. Disney Plus. Um, Bottoms coming out on the 25th. The Grand Turismo coming out on the 25th. Bottoms is a movie with the girl from The Bear. Um, it's like Fight Club meets college meets college women's soccer or volleyball or something. I can't remember what the hell that was. But Gran Turismo, the remake of the PlayStation game. And uh, hopefully you can watch Oppenheimer, maybe Barbie. The Haunted Mansion came out today. I want to see that. And uh, Dead Reckoning. Hopefully that comes out soon too. So a lot of stuff coming out. A lot of stuff out right now. Um, a lot of things. I, I know I just wrought, I just recently bought Renfield. I haven't seen that yet. Yep, that's um, good. And I know the Flash just came out. So if you if you if you're kind of in a lull and want to watch stuff, there's a lot of stuff on digital, a lot of stuff going yeah. into streaming. So Flash apparently is doing really well digital sales wise. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. 
yeah, so that's it. We'll talk to everybody next week, and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, peace. I wear suits now. Nice.